Broad Squad, what does your dream space look like? And no, I don't just mean the space you dream of, but also the space you dream in. Or I guess the space you dream of dreaming in. With the help of today's show sponsor article, Your Perfect Bedroom is Closer Than You Think. That is right. Article has everything you need to make things just a little bit better, like a selection of cozy beds, swanky headboards, and tons of lighting options that are perfect for setting the mood. And the shopping experience with Article is without a doubt the easiest home decor shopping experience of of all time. And also, in my opinion, one of the most gorgeous shopping experiences. She is not kidding. The collections are thoughtfully curated and easy to shop, and shipping is fast and free on orders of $999. The quality is incredible, and you can save up to 30% over other retailers because Article cuts out the middleman and sells directly to you. And Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. So to claim, visit article.com slash chatty and the discount is going to be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash chatty for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. And welcome to another episode of Chatty Broads with Becca and Jess. Hey broads, it's me, Becca. I'm taking over the show from now on. I've kicked Jess out. Just kidding. Um, no, I just wanted to say real quick that we have a good Alma launch uh, today. Drop two, a lot of good stuff. Cute little linen color block set, linen dress. Um, so much cute stuff. A little knit set, scrunchy, oversized linen scrunchy. Cute stuff. It's all on sale today at noon Pacific time. So go check it out. Well, hello, broads. Becca, you are back. I know we've recorded we've recorded a, a Bachelor episode since you've been back. But That's true. But we didn't really get to talk about anything. But honest to God, you know, the truth of the matter is we're recording at the same day that we recorded The Bachelorette. <laughs> always <laughs> that's always how we do things guys a little peek behind the curtain behind the scenes we record a couple episodes at once bada bing bada boom so we haven't heard about how really everything went. we got a little yeah. nugget um at the top of last week but first of all what did you guys do because you guys did a couple things while we did. while i was away you know we my mom <laughs> treated us to palm springs I love it <laughs> and the truth of the matter is the truth of the matter is we had not been to Palm Springs in quite some time. Ooh. This was kind of our first little family getaway. I mean, I think for like the year, actually. Oh, really? We haven't really been anywhere. And so my mom was so sweet. She got this great Airbnb and we had my mom and my sister and her boyfriend and me and Evan and Ember and we just had the best time. Was it, was, it not blazing hot? It was about 114 okay. degrees outside. <laughs> approximately. But you know what? That's pretty normal for July yeah. in Palm Springs and I guess okay forgive me if I sound like a moron but I have been basically living under a rock <laughs> or under mud for the last two weeks but um I guess there's like a huge heat wave going across the nation oh massive heat wave I'm like yeah I don't know because I'm you know well Palm Springs says 114 thank god they yeah. didn't have a heat wave there a- apparently that normally doesn't start until like August September I don't know or it doesn't I went start in, till August but I don't know I've been in June I in know. Palm Springs and it's 
100 it was 118 it, one time when i was there in June. it's it was quite hot it's but, a desert. but you know what we stayed in the pool yeah. the entire time yeah, that's what you gotta do ember was living her truest life like she really her swimming has always been a little bit of a struggle and she really locked it in nice. she started practicing her little snorkeling nice. and working with her fins because we want to go snorkeling together yes. she's so obsessed with animals that I'm like, girl, I want to take you out and snorkeling. Yeah. So that she can discover all these different creatures. So Do you like snorkeling? I love snorkeling. So I thought I did too. And then when we were in Mexico last time, we were snorkeling and I was like panicking through the whole thing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was fully panicking and I did not remember that experience from childhood. And then we went again in Hawaii and I was like, I don't like this. <laughs> I don't like it's this. It's funny you say that because I will say this. I love snorkeling. Yes. But be, after I became an adult, I don't do it that often. Every time I get back into the water with a snorkel Terrifying. mask, I'm scared for the first yes. like 20 minutes. And then I like ease into it and then I have a good yeah. time. But like hearing yourself breathing and then as an adult, you start to realize, hey, what the fuck is the ocean? Yeah. I am in a massive, I am jumping off oh, a boat. Oh, I, I definitely kept worried about, I kept getting worried about like drifting off. Or, you know, I remember I had flashbacks of when I was like 10 and my uncle, a wave came and, you know, put his belly all up against the reef. Oh. And he had was just bleeding <gasps> oh my God. from his, you know, whole torso. <gasps> oh because my God, like got, castaway style. Because he got, yeah, he got so fucking scratched up oh that no. coral is no joke. So I kept thinking about that. Like, I'm going to get smashed into this coral that's only like six <laughs> inches below me. Scary. But Gray and my best friend when we were in Mexico, they were like, we could do it for hours. They were both just like, oh, come look at this fish over here. Just like, obsessed. I'll do it for a long time. But I, I, I can't lie and say that the first like 20 yeah, minutes, getting, I'm getting, always, you gotta ease in. I'm trying to calculate, like regulate my breathing and yes. be like, girl, don't panic. Well, just cause deep it, breath. Yes. Because you are hearing your breath and then you're like, am I breathing? And then you're like, <sighs> and then I keep worried about getting water and then you get some water and you're like, <laughs> and then, and then your goggles are kind of filling up. And you're trying to adjust them. I think for me, what it is, is not being able to have good peripheral vision yeah and so i just I feel that too i always imagine that there's a shark that's or like some huge barracuda that's like right here that i can't see and that i'm gonna turn like a horror movie and it will be like face to face with me well you're literally looking straight down it definitely happens when you're like accidentally bumping into other random people from the boat oh, and yeah. you're like well i just ran into you like i who's have no idea that what's that, around that me. person might not one day be a shark <laughs> who's to say who's to say so i always and i am i love whales like mm. i think whales are i fun fact about me is i love watching a whale video on youtube like hearing them speaking to each other just yeah. kind of makes me yeah. cry a little bit yeah. <laughs> gets me a little bit emotional for some reason um but i am very they're mournful songs a, a kind of a fear I, i'm obsessed with them but i'm also kind of fearful yeah, one of, of my best friends is, one of my best friends is really like one of her biggest fears is whales because yeah it's just so big i just have this feeling it's huge. it's huge so i have this feeling of like one day i'll be snorkeling and it'll come up underneath me and like potentially like pinocchio me a little bit that kind of scares me whenever we're at the long beach or monterey aquarium they always have these like life-size like whales that are you know suspended from the ceiling and you're like how is this an animal that is this big? That's a dinosaur. Oh, full dinosaur. It's the huge. The calves are like bigger than cows. Like they're so massive. And I know that we've talked about this before, but like the fact that they know more about space than the deep sea just it's is weird is, you know, sometimes when you're snorkeling, you do think about that. You're like, I don't know what I'm in right now. This is so wild. Evan, when we were. Um, I don't believe that, though. I, they might say that, but I don't believe that. We don't know more about space than the sea. I don't know. 
All I know is when we were at my mom's. You don't know what you don't know. (laughs) You don't know what you don't know. That's true. Um, It was so wild. We were at my mom's house after uh, the following day and just stayed at her house in Orange County. And we always go to the beach when we're at her house. And we went there early, early, early morning because the tide pools are incredible in the morning. There was a skeleton, like a fresh skeleton of a massive fish that had the crazy teeth coming out from underneath and like the lantern. No. Did you take a picture of it? Yes, Evan has it. I want to see. I'll I'll show you after. It was on the sand. And I'm like, that's not an angler fish, but that has to be a deep sea fish. Ember, my little genius daughter, ended up finding it in one of her animal books. It's this thing called a dragonfish, and they are deep sea, like in the trenches deep, <laughs> bioluminescent, and it f- came to the surface. Well, I suppose like if they die down there, they float up, but right? you think that like, it would kind of, like after a while, it's so far down that like it, it wouldn't be in full, it was fully in it, like full skeleton. Like like not like the bones? Um, yes. Like not uh 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 what's the word when it's decomposed? Decomposing at wait, all. Wait, but wait, so was it just the bones or was it also like the rest no, of the fish? No, it was fish? just the bones. Well, yeah, but the bo- I do the, yeah, the, I the bones take a long, you know, take millions of years to decompose. True. It was wow. wild. It was like, oh God. I mean, I, I was never really spooked. thought of Wow. Because we really don't know a lot about that deep sea girl. Are you surprised what's down we don't there? see more dead birds around? Do you ever think about that? Like, there's so many birds around. Like, why don't I see that many dead? Well, ones? that's one of the arguments for birds aren't real. Mm. But I do, I do see dead birds like probably once a week, every once in a while. But considering how many birds there are, not often. Oh my god! Speaking of which, the other morning, so. You know how there's sometimes like birds on the road, like if you're driving in a remote area, they usually like fly out of the way right yeah. before you. <laughs> I ran over a bird the other day. It was so oh sad. God. I was driving and I was like, it's going to move. And then I, but the, not sad. Oh no. And then I told some friends that and they all had stories of when they swerved for a squirrel and the squirrel ran into the path of where they swerved. Oh, that's so upsetting. It's so traumatizing. I don't think I've ever hit an animal. I really I'm well, I guess I'm more likely to probably get in an accident and damage myself I guess like in LA and Orange County like you're not going to really encounter That's that many true. animals on the road because no. my they've all been wiped out of their population to make paths for our roads oh my god my aunt my <laughs> aunt uh, who lives in on the east coast when I was younger um, had one of the situations where she was driving on like an icy road and a full like buck oh yeah ran into that's her, so dangerous to total her car uh it totally it like totaled her car but like she was in the hospital because it went through the front <gasps> it went through the front uh window onto her lap and oh! was like panicking oh! and then she her car yeah it was well when i really okay gnarly. it's so funny that you've never hit an animal meanwhile i've actually hit a bear a literal bear that, i forgot about the bear i mean i that just is remembered so when wild. you told that story that was my thought though i was like Bro, this bear is going to roll up through my fucking windshield. I'm going to die. Oh, 100%. Or even if it didn't like, you know, claw the shit out of me trying to escape panicking. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's really fucking scary. I'm thinking about what she must have went through with that. Oh, she was like fully traumatized for a a long time. Like she like really fucked her up. Yeah. 
not and I, and I heard that it's not that after he, after that happened I ended up like hearing from other people obviously you hear other people's stories and like apparently they say like you have to be so careful well, I thought that even if the bear wasn't trying to claw its way out I thought even the sheer mass of it was going to fly through my window and hit me thankfully it, so it didn't scary. I'm I've been uh, oh my God. learning about like bears recently because Ember watches her her favorite YouTube channel. It's called Brave Wilderness. Coyote Peterson, shout out. Please come on the podcast. Who oh, someone was just telling me about this the other day. Coyote Peterson. Yes. Please come on the pod. He'd be so fun to have on the podcast. He Isn't does, he kind of like our he's he's sort of like the younger generation Steve, uh, Steve Irwin. Yeah. yeah, he does these things where he does the sting and the bite index, and he literally gets stung and bit by the like the mm-hmm. world's most mm-hmm. painful and shows you so he'll literally be shaking and like have like the bullet ant on his arm and he's like all right one two three and like like does this People full are pain psychotic. he's he's wild and i would love to have him on the show because his stories are bananas he's experienced like everything and ember is such a super fan of his that she's going to camp and they have a dress-up day as your favorite celebrity you and she's dressing up as Coyote Peterson. Wait, so what about bears, though? Um, well, she's just been watching these videos and they were talking about, like, what to do when, you know, you come across a bear Tell in the wild. Bear. That's the okay. thing. Okay, so I'm like, okay, Jess, I'm a quiz you. What no, do you do No, I don't remember it? anything. Okay, you don't know what to do if you have a black bear come in contact with a black bear? No. Have you ever seen a bear in real life? No. Did I tell you about the time we were camping in Yosemite and a bear, black bear... Oh came up to our campsite like this is in the middle of the day this bear walks out of the forest into our campsite it bright outside start yes 2 p.m and it starts eat we were making sandwiches to prep for a hike the next day he sits down on the the table and takes a fold a napkin and is just like yeah he basically like (laughs) just and we, we all move out of the way when we see this bear obviously coming towards the table and back up. It just started taking the sandwiches and like trying to tear through the marshmallow bag and just eating our food in front of us. So everyone around the camp and what? OK, sp- spoiler, here's what you're supposed to do with black bears. You're supposed to make a lot of noise with the black bears. You're supposed to get big. You're supposed to bang pots and pans. You're supposed to be really loud. OK. Scare them off. OK. Well, everyone around the campgrounds is coming to see this bear. We're all like, ah! get out the bear doesn't give a fuck the bear is just sitting there trying to get his food have his little lunch literally does not care but you know what's crazy the park ranger came running up and said hey bear and they say that they recognize the park ranger hats and it saw the park ranger coming and he's like, like oh, something shit. out of a movie like <laughs> curious george or something yeah and then takes off into the forest with the bag oh of marshmallows gosh. isn't that crazy that's so funny but that's a good example of why you shouldn't feed the wildlife because then they get so comfortable that bear was not scared at all of 35 people around and he wasn't gonna hurt us but he sure wasn't going anywhere anytime soon bears are wild i my um grizzlies you pay, play dead Grizzly's the one you play dead? Okay. That's I mean, hey, so hey, scary, hey, quick dude. question. How the fuck am I supposed to... I have a panic attack. Honey, I get your a, acting skills on. You, I have a panic attack for when I'm stuck in traffic under a bridge thinking about an earthquake. You think there's a grizzly bear upon me and I'm going to be able to fully play dead while it's like maybe poking me? That's no crazy. No way. You're going to run. I'm running. As much as I know that I, I'm not supposed to. I think to. I might freeze. I don't know if I would run. I know that I would just picture that bear lumbering towards me. I think I would. Not not even of being like, oh, I shouldn't run. I think I would just like my, hope my he doesn't notice me. idiotic brain that hasn't ran Have you ever watched- 100 steps in 12 to 15 years is like, oh, I could out. I could outrun it right now. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, get that adrenaline coursing through your veins. You never know. Have you ever watched Grizzly Man? Oh, for sure. Um... 
Evan's family has a place in Montana mm-hmm. and they have a couple people who like live on their property with them. And one is this woman and she studies bears mm-hmm. and she's a scientist. She's amazing. And she, at one point, she's got like wild scars all up her no neck. At one no point was out studying by herself and she said she's like it was my mistake i should have known better because there was a cub that she was following and she's like i should know better that the mom's around and i turned my back and the bear fully attacked her she was able to like poke it in the eyes or something and make her way drive her way down to the hospital which was like an hour away and be holding her throat tight enough so that she she didn't bleed out here i mean uh, unbelievable and you know what she does still Studies bears. I thought maybe she got attacked by a bear and then became obsessed with the bears after the attack. You know, like she went back. She was like, "It's my fault." She's like, "I knew better," and I turned my back on the bear. She's like, "She's the the bear is protecting its cub." Sure, they're not being like mean. No. Yeah. I was like, "What, dude? Unbelievable." Anywho, (laughs) that's not in the cards for me. I will say that. No, that's not for me so much. I love animals so much. And I but I do feel like it might be in the cards for my child. So I'm preparing myself that she might be. Ember is so obsessed with spiders and snakes and like lots of venomous creatures that like she wants to get Coyote Peterson's attention because sometimes he brings kids on to work with him. And she has no fear like she will. She's very. She send it in she audition treats, tapes to Coyote Pierce. I know she asked me to. She goes, "Can you send in a video of me?" I was like, "Sure." Yeah. But she, um, she is so respectful of animals. Yeah. She knows so much because she's watching all these videos. But there's also no fear. Yeah. Where she'll just like hold anything. Yeah. She was when we were at the tide pool the other day. There's these massive crabs with massive pinchers that can really fuck you up. And she was like gently going over to them and she'd like kind of get sand near them and then she'd grab them gently by the bottom and be holding them up and they're just pinching and they're this big. And she's just like, and all the kids around her screaming and she's just like, no, look, this is like how he did it. Then she's like putting him gently back in. I'm <laughs> just like, dude, no fear. Okay, broads, quick pause. So I know we're just getting into August, but we need to be realistic here, okay? Fall is coming and it's coming fast. And for many people, that means the start of school for yourself or for your kids. Maybe sports or activities are starting again. Overall, life just tends to feel a little bit busier in the fall. And you know what you don't need to add to that busyness, to add to that stress? You don't need to worry about having to go grocery shopping and prep all of the meals or plan out what you're going to be eating for the week. Let HelloFresh take care of that for you. Okay, in fact, when you sign up for HelloFresh, you can skip the grocery shopping altogether. They bring you farm-fresh, pre-portioned, partially prepared ingredients along with easy-to-follow recipes right to your doorstep. And each week, you'll have more than 55 different menu options to choose from. They always include some vegetarian options, and they have meals that are labeled family-friendly. Um, that's so you know they're going to be a hit for the whole family, even if you've got picky eaters in the house. And they also have quick and easy recipes Um with meals that just take 20 minutes to prepare so you can have something homemade and healthy on the table in less time than it would take to have pizza delivered. That is pretty amazing. The only real way to really get you to understand how incredible HelloFresh is is just to tell you some of the recipes on the menu this week, okay? A personal favorite of mine, and I'm so happy it's on the menu right now, are their firecracker meatballs with roasted green beans 
and Jasmine Rice. Oh my God, broads. It's a 10 out of 10. Also, the chicken and mushroom hoagies with potato wedges are one of my favorite Friday night meals. I mean, you all get the idea. This stuff is good. Go to HelloFresh.com slash Chatty16 and use code Chatty16 for 16 free meals across seven boxes and three free gifts. That's HelloFresh.com slash Chatty16 and use code Chatty16 for 16 free meals and seven boxes across seven boxes and three free gifts. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. So did you know a huge source of single-use plastic comes from something almost all of us are guilty of using daily? Unfortunately, it's estimated that 5 billion plastic hand soap and cleaning bottles are thrown away each year. And as if that's not bad enough, most of those products are made up mostly of water, which is heavy to ship, leading to more carbon emissions. Overall, it's just not a great deal for the planet, but we all need and we use the hand soap and cleaning products. So what's the solution? Well, it's Blue Land. So Blue Land is a company on a mission to eliminate single-use plastics because they're terrible for the environment. So instead, they've created home essentials that are good for you and your wallet and good for the earth. They have a system that uses a tablet refill solution. So you just grab one of their bottles. You can keep it forever and reuse it forever. You fill it with warm water, drop in the tablet, boom, you're set. And the refill tablets take up 10 times less space than a traditional bottle and refills start at just two dollars so you're saving tons of money in the long run so yeah the way you can store these tablets too like they take up absolutely no cabinet or drawer space essentially um so you're always stocked and ready to go blue land really has every room of the house covered too they've got all-purpose cleaning sprays hand soaps toilet cleaners laundry tablets and more and all of their products are made with ingredients that you can feel good about having in your home. I always recommend starting with their Clean Essentials Kit, which is going to give you a little bit of everything just to get you started. Fresh Lemon, by the way, is my go-to scent, but you can also find their products available in Iris Agave and Eucalyptus Mint. Right now, you can get 15% off your first order when you go to blueland.com chatty. That's 15% off your first order of any Blueland products at blueland.com chatty. blueland.com slash chatty have you guys been to the long beach aquarium lately um a friend of mine took her because you can touch the sharks there she's she took did a stingrays. she did a marine um a marine biology camp wow, for a fun. week um at the top of summer and she was like like interacting with like sharks and stingrays and like the kids were all nervous oh and she's, she's just camp. like they were taking them on boats out whale watching it was amazing. Fun. I know. She was living her oh true life and she was like, I am a marine biologist. I was like, oh my gosh, you're studying marine biology. She was like, no, I am a marine biologist. I'm like, all right, girl. <laughs> okay. Sure. <laughs> I feel like every bitch I knew growing up wanted to be a marine biologist. Of what course. was with that? Did you want to do that? Um, I think what it was was... I believe Ember. I dare not speak SeaWorld's name, but I think that's what it was. It's like the SeaWorld. dolphin trainer thing. It was like, oh, they've got the hot... Uh, you know, wetsuits on, and it was like the, the pretty That's girls. True. With like that the was whistle. like that was really like a '90s thing. It was like you'd be a dolphin trainer. Mm-hmm. Don't even get Amber started about SeaWorld. She will lecture you. Has she watched Blackfish yet? I haven't shown the, her that, but, she, but she's watched other things where she <laughs> was just heavy. like freedom. She's a full blown animal activist. <laughs> <laughs> she will lecture Evan. We found when we were in Palm Springs. Um, she loves jumping spiders. And Evan found one and like brought it over to her and she like studied it for like five minutes. And then she's like, we need to put it back in nature right now. Yeah. 
And uh, Evan's like, you can look at it for a little longer. And she's like, no, absolutely not. Take him back to his house. And he's like, all right, let's put it on the the sidewalk here. She's like, no, that is not his environment. She's like, you need to put him on the right plant. And she was like lecturing him, angry that he even dare consider that. I need to tell her about one time I came upon a tarantula on a hike. Did you know that they're in California? I did, but I don't know anyone who's ever come upon one. Yes, in like a central, like in 45 minutes outside of Fresno. We were straight up on a hike and there's just a tarantula going down the path. I was just telling somebody about this the other day. I was like, have you ever seen like a tarantula like out in nature? Like I was actually kind of mind blowing to me. I know. That's why that's why I brought it. I don't know why I brought it up to this person. But yeah, I was like, yeah, no, I saw one like on a hike in central California. That's wild. I know. Did did you run away? Were you terrified? No, we were just like, oh my god, like a tarantula. Like there's a tarantula here, and you know, wow. took, took some pictures of it or whatever. Incredible. I know. Wow. I always thought that was crazy when people had tarantulas as pets. I was like, I don't want to do that. Um, my Why? daughter wants one, Ugh. and that's like where Evan draws the line because Evan's really freaked out of spiders. You just think about like Home Alone and it escaping. He's just like so, he's just like, I can't even look at it. Like it's It's, just. It's hairy and it's big and and scary. And she's like, I want it, if I have a tarantula, I want it in my bedroom. And I'm like, well. (laughs) So I think, yeah, I don't know. She wants snakes. She wants all of this stuff. But then she also doesn't because she wants them to be in their free environment. So she has, she's really battling internally. She's really battling internally. But you can tell her like anything, by second hand, you can, oftentimes you could find people getting rid of exotic animals like that on Craigslist I and was stuff gonna like say, that. And then you can give it a better home. We talked about maybe an, an animal that needs to be rehabilitated yes. a little bit that like wouldn't survive out in like its natural environment. And I think that they sometimes have snakes and stuff at shelters because people don't yeah. really know what they're getting into and all that. Maybe that's what we'll do. We'll do a shelter And then you snake. get to feed it little dead mice and little baby mice and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I'd have a hard time with that. <laughs> that's gross. Um, Ember like, like it. Ember like grieves, but then she's like, "That's nature." Yeah, it she, is. She's it's she, facts it's, of life. It's baby. very. She's she's very. Uh, it's pretty wild. Anywho, uh, so yeah, we went to Palm Springs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and we had a lovely time. And then actually, once this is released, it will have happened. But um, we are leaving later today because. Evan's brother is getting married um, on a Friday. So the next couple of days we have like all the wedding festivities Fun. out of town, not out of town, but you know, out of this exact area. Yeah. So we have in to see a, the in a neighboring County. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that'll be fun. Yay. I love a wedding. Are you, you guys have any post wedding festivities? Cause the wedding's on a Friday. No, I don't think so. Get that discount having a wedding on a Friday. Smart. Yeah. Smart. You got to do it. Beautiful couple and uh, looking forward to that. But. Okay. Yeah. So my trip. Tell us everything. You were just thinking you were just, you know, it's kind of, it's, it's kind of hard to describe because it's like it. I mean, basically just what I did is I hung out with like a big group of people with a class and we just like just learned different like building techniques, but it definitely had like a summer camp feel because everyone was camping out except me. So, so, so. I don't know if I like told kind of the backstory about this, but I like grew up always reading these books or like perusing over these books by this guy named Lloyd Kahn. He came out with this book in the seventies called shelter. And in it, it's like all these different, just like pictures of different shelters that he's documented around the world. Everything from, you know, he's talking about like native American, traditional native American shelters, like all the way to, you know, random huts in, in, you know, 
rural Ireland. Like he just was documenting different okay. what, how people have made their homes. Sure. And um, that book and then another one that he that he authored and compiled called Homework. And um, yeah, just a just, great name. Yeah. All just different kinds of like one that I always remember is there was this guy in South Africa and he um, like if you're going to build a stone house, you know, normally you would use like mortar. But if and this is another just how people had to do it back in the day. If, you know, you take a lot of time, you can figure out where each rock gets placed so that it's perfectly balanced right like right. you can find like a skid so so basically he built his house out of just like stones on this big stone rock in south africa and he would do it all naked and the monkeys would come and just like join him and i was just like what so cool so just people building and then another story about how like in san francisco back in the 60s like there wasn't Things are just different than now. Like now you have coding and permits. Like you can't just like build something. Sure. But there was whole communities of people who would do like driftwood houses on the beach. And this girl told the story of like her parents and her two siblings, like just being hippies who like made this driftwood house on the beach in like Whoa. the Bay Area and like lived in it for a couple years. Whoa. Yeah. And they would like go, you know, get oysters and clams in the morning from the beach, like 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 out of wow. like a movie or something. So anyway, I just remember absorbing those stories and also, as a kid, I was always really into like, I remember watching Teletubbies with my younger siblings and I was would always be like, I want to see inside the Teletubbies house. Like, what's the inside of their house look like? And I find it fascinating how people make the places they live in, especially mm -hmm. when they're doing it on their own. Um, so I've always just been like really curious about like how people keep their home and make their home and what the insides of people's mm -hmm. homes look like. Look like. I remember we stayed in this. Um, this is a really fun do you like going to Airbnbs? I do, but yeah, I do. I was I mean, gonna say if you like like going in and like looking inside kind of people's like living spaces. Well, I like interesting ones. So like I was just gonna say a really fun family tip was as a kid we used to go to this place in Oregon called the Tree Resort, and it's a treehouse resort. You know, that's it's a, cool with straight up like swinging bridges in between the tree houses. I'd really struggle crossing those, but sounds awesome. They're, no, they were high. They they are like high up, like 30 feet up. Like I'd be not on all the my hands and knees you know, shaking, making my The way. swinging bridges, that's <laughs> scary. That is for sure scary. I'm with you on that. <laughs> but then they had like a, I remember they had one called the Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse that had a separate little place for the kids and one for the parents and then a rope swing like wow. off of it. So I remember going to that as a kid and just being like, this is the coolest. Oh, yeah. And I was always just obsessed with like, you know, we had a clubhouse in the in the backyard that like my grandpa had built. And one time my dad dug out with a tractor this big hole that we just basically made a tent over. And we were like, I was obsessed with it. Like I always wanted to like, I, I always wanted to make the home, you know, whether it was like with Barbies, like creating, I never wanted to play the Barbies, you know, a lot of girls did this, but I always just wanted to set up her house like perfectly. I've always liked that. And I wouldn't say I'm into like interior decorating, but I like, I like filling a home. I like making a home. I find it really, mm -hmm. it really interests me. So anyway, and then my, my grandpa, whose books those belong to, they built their house like from the ground up and he used a lot of salvage material. So he and um, his friend, the two of them, they would like go to salvage piles and they would find, you know, old beams and, you know, old doors and windows, but you can still like go on Craigslist. I found a 
a listing on Craigslist in LA the other day where someone was getting rid of like hundreds of old doors and windows and was just like, come get whatever you want. Like five bucks a window, 10 bucks a door. Like when people are doing house flipping and stuff, you have to do something with all that. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. With, with the doors and being like, I mean, it can go in the garbage or they have salvage piles where someone can make a buck just selling, reselling that to other people. So um, a lot of their house was made up with all of that salvage stuff. And I always thought that was really cool. And just even in my own artistic practice, like I've always liked drawing interiors and like homes. Anyway, it's just been a recurring theme. And I think I talked about, I think I've talked about on the podcast before how like the earliest dream I ever had was of my grandparents' house burning down in the snow. And um, that always like held a weird significance to me, always floated around my mind, always stood out to Mm -hmm. me as the earliest dream I can remember, like actual sleeping dream I can remember. And then when their house burned down in 2020, which actually it was it was crazy. I, I don't think I told you about this, but like, you know, my grandma sold the house that my that my papa had built like a couple years before it burned down and at the time you know not just me but everyone I mean no one was saying this to her because it was her own choice but I think a lot of people were sort of like why would you sell that house that like you guys built from the ground up yeah you know like no that's something that's like the mark the the, the mark of the maker of your husband who's passed away it's familial too it's like yeah passing on to the family Yeah. yeah and also it's like okay your husband who died like made this house like wouldn't you want to stay as close to it as possible but she kept saying like no i think it's time and i just felt like that was such a testimony or testament to like listening to your gut and intuition because less than two years later it burned down (sighs) and not that it's all about the money but you know she was able to get a chunk of change for that house and that property when it all burned down that's like it's like you know a tenth of the value Mm. because there's nothing there anymore you know it's just like scorched land yeah um so I was I that actually really stood out to me because I was like, damn, you got to listen to your gut once when, when it says it's time to walk away from something. Mm-hmm. You have to honor I, you don't have to honor that. But if you don't like there can be consequences where you look back and you're like, I should have listened to my mm-hmm. inner intuition all along. So um, and then that was interesting because that sort of filled fulfilled my sort of like dream prophecy. And I was kind of tripping out about that and. Um, I just even have like emails where I was going to get that dream tattooed on me like a few months before the fire even happened. So like I was like, whoa, like and I have old drawings and paintings of my dream of the house on fire. And so that was just felt I was like, what is like this? This is so weird. Mm. Like it was definitely like a, a, a prophetic dream but i was also like what's the what's but there's sort of also like, like some meaning? sort of deep attachment right. in that way yeah mm-hmm. and i was like is this about i don't know it, it sort of stuck with me but anyway one of my friends asked me in january like would you ever want to like build your own house from scratch um and i was like no i don't think so like that just sounds like a lot of work i'm like i'm not very good at like i like editing things like i don't like creating things from scratch Mm -hmm. like that's kind of there's too many decisions to be made you know like all the decisions you know what I mean like no it's all the decisions even with writing like if someone gives me an essay to edit I'm like I got this yeah you're like no problem take it away starting the yeah yeah Yeah, yeah, starting starting something Mm -hmm. there's just too many too many decisions so I was like I don't know but then on that same trip I don't know what it was but I 
thought about that book that I always used to read, and I had bought a copy several years before, uh, but I hadn't thought about it in a while. And I don't know what it was that made me start looking up like, what about like natural, like what about like natural building stuff? Like what about earthen building? It was something that I was aware of, but didn't know much about. And like on that same trip, when I was visiting this friend who asked that, I started looking into it. And I stumbled upon and maybe I had downloaded one of the old Lloyd Kahn books or something, but I stumbled upon Cobb and I was like, whoa. And I immediately like got on my Kindle like uh, this this book about building with Cobb and um, I just got like super interested in it, like just really because, okay, so what Cobb is, I think I talked about it before, but I'll just if you haven't listened to it, I'll just give an overview. It's basically a combination of clay straw water and sand and like the two of those between like the the clay and the sand which obviously like hardens and compacts the straw has like tensile what's called like tensile strength throughout it so like you know if you were to like throw a dirt clod on the floor it might like break but with the straw it kind of like it's a fiber that binds it all together sure so it doesn't break apart so when you build with all of those combined in the right ratios it has like incredible staying power like it's very very secure so much so that like cob houses have been shown to pretty much be earthquake proof like Yes, I remember you saying that, and you know me immediately. I was like, "Megan, can you build me a cob house now?" (laughs) Yeah, you build me one (laughs) when they're built properly. I mean, I think it also has to do with like these materials from the earth can also like absorb this, you know, absorb and shift with this Mm -hmm. energy of the earth too. Um, But I just got super interested in it because I guess I've always been overwhelmed. I'm not a super. I mean, I can be, but I'm generally not a super detail oriented person, and the thought of like building a house from the ground up and like having, I'm just like, that's so much. It's a lot. But then when I started learning about Cobb, I'm like, whoa. Um, in the book, one of the first things they talk about, the book is called The Hand Sculpted House, is that the amazing thing about Cobb is that literally a 90-year-old woman or a two-year-old child can be a part of it. Because all you're doing is adding a little bit of Cobb, a little bit of mud, and just slowly so it's super community it up. oriented, super community oriented because and it was funny. Our workshop leader kept saying, like, you know, you can try to build a cop house on your own, but like you're going to attract the attention of like a neighbor driving by or something. And inevitably, like it attracts people mm-hmm. to the project and even just posting about it at the workshop. I had so many friends messaging being like, I want to do this. Like, I'm so interested in this yeah i will say you know i am i am not a one who is great with um those types of projects you know this about me when you were posting all of that stuff i was like this looks so amazing so cool watching you dancing around and like there's music on and like everyone's stomping down together and seeing all of a sudden like ruth run in and out and i'm like oh my god i was like like, this is church <laughs> straight up i think it speaks to a part of us where it's like i think it speaks to a part of everyone mm-hmm. where it's just like i want like i want to be a part of a community i want to like commune with nature yeah. in this way like and then when something just kind of the the beauty of like being so connected to the place where then you are safe in your own space and to know that there are then all these other loving hands in your community that then created that space with and for you, it just must feel like so much... It's you're literally putting love oh, yeah. and community energy into the actual walls oh, yeah. of the home. Like I was thinking about that when I was watching your, oh, yeah. your stories and I was like, 
Oh, wow. Oh, no. When there was like four of us dancing on the cob pile and we're all just like shimmying in and out. I'm like, oh, my God, we're literally like infusing the best energy. And we yes. were all joking around being like, this is the best batch of cob that got made this week. Because it was like, we're literally putting like dancing putting happy joy. joy into this joyful material. energy into the material like and i did think about that in a really conceptual way because one of the guys in a workshop it does like construction and all that kind of stuff and he's like every year you know i say i need to like transition out of what i'm doing he's like we build with materials that literally like give people cancer yeah like construction it's, workers are handling like fiberglass that literally will give you cancer and then like a con like concrete that's like destroying the planet oh yeah not like, to mention the mining of these materials, mm -hmm. like how many hands it passes through and like how many people. It's just like when you start thinking about it like that, it's so overwhelming. You're like, oh, yeah, like even with concrete, like you have to mine for that stuff. Like it, it there's so much, so much. It, it is just like overwhelming to process. But yeah, like literally digging with a tractor, getting the clay out of the ground and like, oh, the sand came from the river over there. Making materials also from the place that you're living in mm. or, or using materials that are from the place that your home is, is like just feels so symbiotic in mm -hmm. this way where you're just like, whoa, this is so crazy. Um, So that just in and of itself was like a really cool feeling. And then I also think it's so approachable. And I think it speaks to every part of us as a child where you're like, I played in the dirt and like. Now the fact that I get to just like squeeze it with my hands and like get so dirty and muddy and just like play with other adults in that way is like so cool. Yes. Yeah. Play with other adults. That's like that's definitely the energy that I was getting when you were like when I was seeing all your posts. And I, I was like, there's so much fun and play and peace just kind of coming through from these videos oh it was awesome and you know it was funny because th there's always just which is why when i was watching it, i was like becca's not coming home <laughs> never coming back i was literally i was like you know what i wouldn't be surprised if i got a call and you were like i'm gonna stay here for another month and i would have been like you know what girl you do I you wish. because like it looks I wish. like so and then I remembered that Oregon in October, November and December and January and February and March is like fucking wet and cold and freezing and snowy. And I was like, I'm out, guys, for these reasons. She's, she needs the heat. No, baby. trust me. I was like, I need to move here. And then I was like, no, I hate it seven months out of the year. So no, she needs that heat. But OK, also, I just have to go off about Cobb in particular for a second because of the how thick. So the, the walls are like 16 inches thick. How that works, this is what's so cool. And the other day I almost got gray believing in God like a few weeks ago because I was like, <laughs> we were high and laying on the couch and I was like, think about like how every like, and I'm not saying this in like a human centric kind of way, but like think about like how there is like an herbal remedy or like a food or like a plant for like anything that we need in our bodies. Mm -hmm. Like pretty much anything. And I know some people roll their eyes at that, but like, no, there's like literally everything in nature that like we could basically possibly need like and I was talking with some people about that because you think like oh in the 1800s like everyone died and like all the time but then we were also talking about like how those people were like not in their places that they're indigenous to mm -hmm. right so like when you are in communion with the land which like all of our ancestors were at some point in the world and when you're communing with the plants around you and all that stuff how like the quality of life is like was pretty good pretty good at uh, well maybe not i don't know but anyway 
So I was great. was kind of tripping out. He was like, whoa. And I was feeling that way doing this because so the walls are so thick that it's something called passive solar where during the day, the walls absorb the heat from the sun, which means that when it's really hot outside, it pretty much inside one of the finished cob houses, even though it was 95 on some days, the temperature was never above like 73 inside. Yeah, like ever. And there's no and there's like no fans or air conditioning or anything. Whoa, that's wild. And then at night, all of the heat is released from the walls into the house, which means you also don't really have to use a heater at night. So it was dropping into the 40s at night. But again, it was like 70 degrees inside the house. So like I've read books where they're like, yeah, no, we like live. It snows in the winter, but like we only have to use a fraction of like the energy that other people have to use because it insulates and provides this passive solar where it retains heat and releases it like every oh 12 God. hours it's pretty incredible so like wow you that, you're like, Cobb oh is gone <laughs> baby Cobb is, is gone okay broads one more quick pause so feeling your best can be linked to something the health of your gut and if you want to get your gut health in good shape there really is there's a product that you need and that product is seed the broad spectrum two-in-one probiotic and prebiotic that makes an amazing difference in your gut health, which makes an amazing difference in your overall health. Okay, all you need to do is spend a few minutes on social media and you can find a dozen different gut health supplements and they all say they're the best, but I have to say none of them even comes close to seed. I haven't really ever sworn by a probiotic supplement before seed and here's why. They have found a way to create a two-in-one capsule that makes sure the probiotics are protected all the way through digestion. This is a big reason other probiotics aren't super effective. The strains do not actually make it to your GI tract. But seed has found a way to make sure you get all those good benefits and you start seeing the effects right away. So I started incorporating seed capsules into my morning routine probably about a year and a half ago and I am telling you For me personally, what I felt increased energy has helped my bloating um, and some of my bathroom issues. We'll leave it at that. I love seed, okay? (laughs) Seed is made from a custom formulation of 24 distinct probiotic strains and scientifically studied dosages to work with your body so you can start feeling your best and seeing those positive results right away. Start a new healthy habit today. Visit seed.com slash chatty and use code chatty to redeem 20% off your first month of Seed's DS01 Daily Symbiotic. That's seed.com slash chatty and use code chatty. Broads, between kids coming and going from school, which can be full of germs, uh, pets running through the house, seasonal allergies, fire season, if you live in a place like Southern California, I mean, the list could go on forever, but it really doesn't take much before breathing easy in your own home starts to feel pretty freaking hard. But... If you have an air doctor in your house, you'll be breathing a whole lot cleaner air without having to do a single thing. Okay, here's a little fact for you. You breathe about 20,000 breaths per day. 20,000. So even if you think you have clean air in your house, if you're breathing just a little bit of pollen or dust 20,000 times a day, that adds up. But air doctor uses an ultra HEPA filter that's been tested and proven proven to remove 99.9% of bacteria and viruses even microns that are 100 times smaller than what is caught by a standard HEPA filter so we've had the classic air doctor 3000 purifier for a while now it's powerful enough by the way to circulate the air in a 630 plus square foot room four times per hour 
amazing. Uh, but just recently, we got the newer, smaller Air Doctor 2000 to put in a few of the bedrooms. Uh, and it has made such a difference, such a difference in the way we sleep, but more importantly, in how we feel when we wake up like such a noticeable difference. Uh, plus, the new Air Doctor 2000 is the first affordable purifier that not only removes virtually 100% of airborne particles, but also the vast majority of toxic ozone, volatile organic compounds, and gas in indoor environments. Essentially, it's a smaller but still very powerful Air Doctor. Air Doctor comes with a no questions asked 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, you can just send it back for a refund uh, minus the shipping. So head to airdoctorpro.com, use promo code chatty, and depending on the model, you're going to receive up to 35% off. Um, up to 30% off, pretty good with code chatty. But that's only if you go to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code chatty. Um, yeah. And some people even make really crazy designs where they'll build in because you can build in, you know, benches or shelves into the cob. One guy made a design where he built I was reading in the book, he made a bench and he designed um, his furnace or his fireplace for the pipe to go through under the bench and then up and out so that it would warm the bench. So you do the fireplace, and then you have a nice little heated bench because the, there would be like a, 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 fire a going channel going underneath it. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. For like the heat to pass through. And so it's just like, well, the possibilities are endless. So there's just stuff like that that was just so fun to geek out on. And then just to also have the artistic vision, too, where you're mm -hmm. like people are making such cool stuff. I mean, it's so fun. You're like, oh, the, we were building a bathhouse. So they're like, oh, we'll put the bathtub here. Oh, my God. Like, let's make let's make holders next to the bathtub that are perfect size for a beer bottle into the wall yeah you can like be fully creative well you as were showing silly me as fun as you want to photos of like someone like made an octopus oh, thing like going and into waves. And waves yeah and it's like whoa stunning like, you can do anything you want oh we're gonna put a candle holder over here okay we're gonna make little tiny shelves perfect for like this over here and you're just like doing it as you go it's wow. just so cool also another thing is like you know we got um like salvaged windows you know when people are replacing their windows and stuff and then because you can build the cob around any way, you can turn a normal, you know, boring double pane window. You can cob around to make it a circular window if you want. You know, you just cover up around. You can make windows. a heart window. You can do anything you want. Wow. The possibilities are endless. <laughs> Absolutely endless. Amazing. So anyway, all of that stuff was fun to geek out on. But beyond that, I think what it really reminded me of um, you know, I was just having so much fun with all like these people that I didn't know. And, you know, one woman, her son had passed away like last month. And to watch oh. everyone, like a couple of the girls were like, we're going to make you like we're going out and we're going to get herbs that are like for a broken heart. And we're going to make you this tincture. And like, who wants to paint a label for her tincture? And she was just like so moved by all these mm. people who were like, we're going to do these special things for you. And just like. I don't know, just like holding space and doing special things for the people around you was just like something that I kept seeing over and over again. And that was just really cool. And at night, you know, people would just bring out their musical instruments and we would just be silly and string up lights and do volleyball and, the, you know, volleyball under the stars and like just playing. And I think that it, it was just it was just a really really marvelous and really cool to witness all of that and it just really reminded me like a beyond the cob beyond any of the building stuff and beyond the, you know, cob, the her new book beyond the cob <laughs> um, goes to one cob workshop and i write a book about it beyond, beyond the cob, the cob. <laughs> um 
but you know beyond that it just reminded me like how it really brought me back into the reminder of like what I get joy from mm. and I was reminded of before I went on The Bachelor how I did um, a Spanish immersion program in Costa Rica where I just like stayed with a random family there and and I was just like wow like these are some of my best memories yeah and they really like weren't that tied to money like I obviously had to have the resources but I mean like I was a nanny when I went to the Spanish immersion I just like saved up and went for two weeks and and it was pretty cheap because I was staying with like a family. And anyway, it was just remember that these best experiences weren't really tied to like luxurious vacations or like anything that was really about like wealth. It was about finding spaces to like find community in. And um, one of my friends who we stayed with actually like he spent a lot of his 20s woofing. You know what that is? Like woofing. I can't remember what's a world something about organic farming oh, you basically yes, go yes, and yes. work Wolf. yes, yes and you yes, trade yes, yes. your work for yes. just like food and mm-hmm. staying somewhere mm-hmm. and i was just talking to gray today i'm like that's like such a creative way he spent all of his 20s like didn't have a job didn't have any savings he's like i'm just gonna travel and like work in exchange for like to stay somewhere and like have these experiences he was in a australia tasmania like all these random places and has all these experiences and you know, he was creative with like, I'm just going to go trade my labor, like digging in the dirt and farming for these people. And he's like, sometimes it was shitty. And I was literally like, it was, I was like servants for these people's farm. But then you leave and then you go somewhere else. And it's like a freaking yoga retreat where you're just like happen to be gardening on the side. And I don't know, it just reminded me of like how into those kind of experiences I wa- mm-hmm. was like before The Bachelor and before having kids. And it just made me realize how much I've like lost touch with that aspect of myself and how much fun I have just like traveling cheap, meeting a bunch of other people who have some sort of mission, whether that's to learn Spanish or build a cob house or whatever. You just meet the coolest people doing that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. And it just reminded me that that community is really what I'm into. And um yeah, there's always the weird out there hippie people, but just having a common goal with like a huge group of people who are just choosing to like spend time together, like, you know, not showering and mm-hmm. getting dirty and playing cards until one in the morning. It was just very revitalizing and very refreshing. And it just made me realize like how, I don't know, just like how out of touch I've been with myself. Yeah. And I just like forgot about the things that like really make me happy. Yeah, I think that was one of the things like just watching again from just an outside perspective as your friend. And when I was seeing you like posting a little bit, I was like, I was just getting a sense just from knowing you that that's why I was like, she's not coming back (laughs) because I was like, (laughs) you you're 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 tapping into something that brings you so much joy and it's like, yeah, you have a million things going on right now. We've talked about this, like how stressed you are. There's you have a million projects in the works, all this stuff. And in the midst of all of that stuff, it's like, okay, I'm gonna like I'm going away to do this cob thing. And it was like, oh my God, like my soul needs this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It needs this reminder. Yeah. And I think what was um yeah, and then immediately oh, and of course the universe made sure my phone got smashed for five days. Which, yes, the universe is like, no. oh, you want this? God! Dude, for the <laughs> second time in two years, this happened in 2020, I left my freaking phone on the top of the car. 
Do you ever do that? You know, when you're especially when you're loading the kids into their car seat. Yes, it's hard not to like. I always now put mine on like the little in this little side pocket. That's smart. And then I'll close the door and then I'll be like, "Where's my phone?" And it's normally like there. But oh yeah, no. I got to start doing that. So I've never driven away before, but I have. I put it. I used to put it there all the time and almost and be like, "Oh, geez." I'm probably too attached to my phone. I noticed Ugh. too quickly. I left it on the bumper in 2020 and it was gone. And then this was actually kind of crazy. Gray was taking the kids back to our friend's house, which was 25 minutes away on a very windy road. Keep talking. It's so hot. It's so hot. We are Turn literally in a bathhouse right we now sweating. <laughs> we do need a Cobb Ugh. studio in Los Angeles. <laughs> okay, so Gray. So Gray went to drive the kids back. And um, what was crazy is then I, I used a friend's phone. I was like, I, gotta, I don't know where my phone is. Like, let me track it, you know. And I tracked it and it was at the friend's house. So I thought, oh, it must be in the car somewhere. I must have left it in the car. Right. Because they had just driven 25 minutes and it was showing up at their house. Well, apparently not. Apparently it survived that trip because then later that night I go home and I'm like, where's my phone? It must be in the car somewhere because I just had tracked it to, back to their house after having it with me, you know, so like it must be in the okay. car. But then I tracked it again and it's at some random address and I'm like, wait, it must have been on top of the car, survived the first half of the journey and I then when they went somewhere else. half of the journey. Me t- 25 minute drive, like through very like windy roads. That's crazy. And then it must have fallen off because I'm like, this is at some random house, like nowhere near where we've passed. Like, what the heck? So I put on the little thing where it's like, you know, you can put it on lost mode where it's like, help. I can't find like my phone's lost. Reward, whatever. Nothing. I don't hear anything back from them for like 24 hours, but I find exactly where the location is. So then we get a search party together. I get like five people from my crew. You know, come on, a couple of the guys. Yeah. A couple of the guys are like, okay, I'll go with you to find your phone. I'm like, okay. Um, so we drive to this house. It was just ridiculous that there, of course, there's a sign on the gate to the house where it's like, don't beware of dog, beware of the owner with like a gun. And oh, I'm like, oh, no, no. no. <laughs> like, oh, God. And then we saw another sign that says like, God bless America. So we were like writing a note to them. We're like, we've tracked the phone here. And then I was like, God bless, you know, thank you. Uh, call me here I've been trying to find it I've been consulting God about the whereabouts of my phone and then we're about to leave and we're like we had driven like 20 minutes out of the way to get there and we're about to leave we're like oh let's check with the neighbor see if maybe they have their contact and then the neighbor is like oh that's Josh next door he just posted on the Facebook you know the city Facebook group that he found a phone on the side of the road we're like Arcane Josh like oh my god Give him my info. We left a note. Well, basically, the reason he hadn't seen my lost mode notification is because my screen was just completely shattered, completely black. Like wasn't even turning on, but was still tracking. Anyway, so I got the phone back, but then we're in like rural Oregon. How was Josh? I didn't meet him. Gray did. Oh, okay. I don't know. I don't know what he was like either. I'm huh. curious. I'm curious. But it was very sweet of him to try to return this. That is very phone. nice. Very He's nice. like, oh, this thing isn't working. Like, try to get it back to whoever yeah, wants like, to. Yeah, I was like, throw it back on the side. Also, how did he find it on the side of the road? He found it on the side of the, like a highway. I have a feeling. I there's something <laughs> about Josh that tells me that he probably like walks around with a metal detector <laughs> to look for any like you know potential jewels or lost items. <laughs> I bet he found he that. He saw with the, the glint of the sun while driving mm-hmm. by. He's like, "I see silver. <laughs> I see treasure. Pressure, pressure. <laughs> yeah, treasure." 
So anyway, we were in rural Oregon, so I couldn't get it fixed. And so I did was phoneless for like five days, which then my friends were like, I thought you were just like detoxing off Instagram. And I was like, no, I literally couldn't I know. Get I on assumed it. you were detoxing, too. I was like, oh, look at good for her. She's just off the phone. Meanwhile, I'm telling my manager, like, you got to push the ads back. My phone's zonked for the next week. Um, but, you know, that was the funny thing, too. Of course, you always get weird stuff of people being like, just seems like it's fun for you to play poor. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? Like, shut the fuck up. I think it would be amazing if we could all get back to the simplicity of like building our own homes from the land. Well, it's also a skill to learn. It's a skill. That like, you know. I think it sounds like a fit. I think people don't realize you can actually like make a home. Like you, we actually put like, elect- I don't know. And it, not only that, when it's finished, it's actually a freaking amazing home. Let me show you photos of the ones that are done. Anyway, it was... Well, it's also, too, if you if you have, like, the the capacity and, like, the ability to make a, a Cobb house that's going to be way more sustainable, put way less... Not much, to mention, do you know how much they cost? Even, okay, this is if you pay for a nice roof and a nice foundation. They're, like, less than 10 grand. For so a like, home! It's, it's for unbelievable. For a freaking home! Look at this house! They built this house! This is one of the famous... This is one of the famous ones. Um... This is, this house was made for less than fifteen thousand dollars, and it's beautiful. It's a beautiful. It's a two home. story one too. Yeah. So you know, Cobb no, is like the if future. You're the, if you, well, that's the thing too. It's like the, we're destroying our planet, and if there's ways to like make housing that's going to be like affordable and also way more Better. sustainable, you know, what, why not? Why not? You can make a house out of mud. What? Yeah. Anyway, so and actually in California, you can get permitted in California and Oregon, of course, out of all the states. That's where they allow like permitting of Cobb houses. Wow. Which is cool. So technically you could. We could build a Cobb studio in Los Angeles. Time How to stick with that. Time be? to knock this studio down. <laughs> get to work, Becca. <laughs> Don't waste the resources you have around you. Don't knock down your okay, studio. That's, that's true. It's true. It's true. We're not going to be knocking down anything. I think we are going to build like a cop clubhouse in the back, though, for the kids. That would be really so cool. You guys can come down and help. Help that get, would be, you, get your hands in the get your hands in the. Mud. I need it. I need to get my hands. In I the mean, dirt. how fun it would be to have a party, though, right? And it's just so like fun. come over, drink beer, and like we'll show you how to do it. Yeah, dance around in it. Are you dance kidding me? The mud. Come so on. So anyway, it was it was a pretty great experience, and like, oh, and the, just had your you had your dream. And then I had my dream, which we talked about a little bit um, in our re-release episode yeah. because of my LaCroix you might as well tell it real uh, quick. fiasco disaster where I broke Evan's computer. Oh, yeah. Um, but it was just, it was so weird because you and I talked the next day and you had been like off the grid and we hadn't been like chatting or yeah. whatever. And I, I had this dream and it was so... I was saying on the podcast, it was like so, so vivid. And I hadn't had a dream that vivid in quite some time. And I was pushing back greenery and there was the clearing and there was this cob house and it was you and Grayston and Ruth and Frank and they were older. And then there were two younger children that were close in age playing outside. There was a well you guys were standing there. It was like the light was coming down. It was so glorious. We were gods. <laughs> it kind of. And then I was saying like you and I had, it was like we were reuniting after not seeing each other for two wow. years. And like I knew in my dream, I knew that you had been like off the grid for two years um, after building this home. For or two maybe years. Wow, two years. Oh. I knew I hadn't seen That's you in two years. Whoa. Like I knew that very specifically. Whoa. And I was seeing 
you guys for the first time and how old were the kids i'm like trying to, <laughs> i'm like i mean 2024 like ruth like ruth and frank probably looks like they were like maybe 10 like maybe ruth was like 10 shit that's too far in the future okay she was maybe 10 that's far all right i mean what seven years yeah so long okay continue but like again this had been two years that you'd been okay, living okay, in the cob house okay. all right okay okay right Okay. So it was like, I hadn't seen you or heard from okay. you, like, or like, were we, I don't know, we hadn't been hanging out in two years. And there was these two little ones oh. that they were probably like, you know, one and a half, wow. two. Uh-huh. Weird. And it was like this beautiful, yeah, joyful, like, what my house look? <laughs> reuniting <laughs> dream. And it was like, I was so happy for you. Whoa. And you were so, and you all were so happy. And it was so just like peaceful and joyful. Whoa. And... Dude, yeah. the, the night after you told me about that dream, I had a weird dream about having uh, birthing. Like I had, I had like two little babies in my hand. They were like really tiny, like the size of my hand. And then one like looked up and gr- at Gray and like gave this like really cute little baby smile. But it was so weird. They like fit in, in my hands. Yeah, Girl, maybe you're gonna have twins. Oh, dude, maybe that's what my friend said. I just said. like fully had like I had a, uh, this the dream and you had a dream, a psychic premonition about you having twins. I hope not, because that would be my karma. Because I always say I'm like, if I have twins, like I'll die. I do not want twins. Fuck that. But if you want more kids. I know, but I want to break up the pregnancies and the yeah. births. Like, and also, I want to break up the newborn phase. <laughs> Do you think I want two demons waking each other I, up incessantly? The first I two will years? say, I cannot imagine the difficulty of having twins, <gasps> specifically after you've had single before, because right. you're, you're used to that. Right, like my friend who we stayed with, her first two were twins, so that yeah. was like she so was like, like every kid know. after that was a breeze. Yeah, dude. that's what you know. But then when you're used to having one at a time. And then you got two at a time. Oh my. That's hectic. That's a lot. That's, That's a hectic. Lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> but you know what? Oh. Sounds like you're having twins in your cob house. Oh, wow. Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. Like, I, I, I don't know how you felt lately, but I've just, I've had this strange feeling of like, I know something like needs to shift, but it's like mm. actually kind of unclear to me, like what, it's a kind of unclear to me what I need to add or, and mm. add and subtract to my life. It's like not super clear. It's not as simple. It's just like, oh, I need to get off Instagram or like, oh, I need to like quit this or yeah. that. Like it's actually a little veiled. Yeah, what I think. I need. Yeah, I feel like you and I have been on a very similar. We always joke. We're like, we're always on a similar story, Track. but like very different stories. Yeah. And I, um, I feel like Evan and I have both been feeling that way for sure, too. Where what started what started for me is realizing that I have in the past few years had a total loss of community in general. Mm. Like I have allowed my anxiety mm. and I don't know, just like I don't know what it might be, but just trap me kind of in this like cave space. COVID didn't help either. COVID definitely didn't help. Um, but then just like not having any sort of community and reaching out and instead being like, oh, at the end of the day, when I feel tired, I'm just going to turn on the TV with Evan and like eat dinner in front of the TV yeah. instead of being like, no, I'm going to call a friend yeah. or I'm going to um, have a friend come over or, you know, on the weekends instead of just, you know, taking Ember down to my mom's house in Orange County 
just me and her when Evan's busy, I would just kind of grind and like go down with her and just be alone and kind of like wait till the weekend was over and then like go back instead of just like, I'm going to call old friends. I know. And, 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 and engage. And I, we've been doing that again for the first time for the past couple weeks. And it has been so, like, Oh, this is fun. I'm like, Oh, this is no, this is human. This is humanity. Yeah. I'm not just behind a screen, whether it's watching TV or on my phone or, you know, you know, whatever work or whatever it is just like, not engaging with humans. Yeah. Like I'm been making just more of an active like, oh no, this is humanity and I'm feeling so much more peace. And I'm like, why is my just anxiety out of control for the past few months? Just like I know. Stifling where I'm like, I don't think I can healthily function anymore. Like something has to be done. The nervous system's frazzled. Mm -hmm. It's... Yeah. And all of a sudden, even just simply spending time with people who I care about or even people who I'm not super close with, but just like other humans (laughs) has just been like, oh my God. I need this. I need this. I need human energy around me and, and for Ember too. My gosh, like you know, for her, her sake as well. But, um, I don't know. I think about too, a lot, you know, all the psychics and astrologists and whatever, like they keep looking at like mine and Evan's charts or whatever. And they're like, Oh, you guys need to like be bold and make like a big change. Mm. And I've been feeling that like a lot recently where I'm like, we both live in a lot of fear, Mm. um, and insecurity Mm. and, something and I don't know what quite what yet but I'm like something needs to shift to make that change big time Mm. big time I had um I sent it to you and I posted about it and apparently everyone knows this song on TikTok but it like (laughs) changed my life I still haven't listened to it but I saw your message okay when you drive home you have to listen um her name is Maddie Zahn or Zom I think I'm probably pronouncing it wrong I apologize but she just came out with this song uh, like I guess two months ago um, and it's called You Might Not Like Her and she came she was a worship pastor and she came from like a hyper Christian community and the song is literally will make me start sobbing Mm. the second I hear it and in the chorus one of the lines is um, learn to let other people have their opinions um, talk about your traumas and like the body you'll live the like the body you live in. One day you'll learn to keep your own secrets. Mm. And uh, when someone asks you if you are you're okay, you, you'll really mean it. Mm. And that just like hit me in the gut mm. where I'm like, I think I'm realizing through a lot of talking with Evan that there's a lot of religious trauma that mm. I have put aside for the past few years to try to just keep moving forward with like a brave face on and not like allowed myself to realize how much and community trauma, right? Like religious community trauma, religious community trauma, really big for me. Mm. And I think maybe that's why I have retreated for the past few years because I was like, the world's too much right now. And so on top of that, I can't allow this community to keep hurting me or whatever. So I feel like I've fully retreated from society and I'm like, no, it's time for me to learn to keep my own secrets. It's Mm -hmm. okay to keep your own secrets. 
it's okay to when someone asks you if you're okay to be honest and so you can say no when you're not and yes when you are and all that yeah and learn that other people can have their own opinions and I think that's a lot of what it is for me yeah just trying to figure out what that looks like moving forward yeah you know I think too you know it's funny what was the line you said about body just a second ago uh it's um and learn to love the body you live in it's funny I think I just was talking to my friend the other day and she was talking about how much we exist right now. She's always talking in very ethereal terms, but she was talking about how much we exist in like the emotional body Uh, right now, like as a culture, as a society and our relationships. And she was like, but we have to remember there's like other aspects of our experience, right? Like there's the emotional body, there's the, the, the ethereal, like spiritual body. There's also like the physical body. And I was just thinking of like how I've been so trapped, especially like when you're on Instagram and stuff and you're like scrolling, like even the way you hold ourselves is like, Mm -hmm. yeah. And I had a moment where we were at a wedding a few weeks ago and it was like, I couldn't dance. Like, not like I didn't have moves. It was like, I couldn't remember how to like Mm. express my feelings just like through Mm -hmm. my body. And I was like, I'm like blocked. Like I can't even fucking like, I can't even connect my spirit and my body right now. Mm. Like, and that was really big. You know, obviously we were dancing in the mud and all that. But not only that, when I was, when you're using your body for something, when you're making something like physically, when you're picking up things and you're planting things and you're doing things, you're so in your body that you're so, it's, you're, you accept it in a way I guess that's like what body neutrality sort of means to me is like, maybe that's, it's not the meaning of it, but this is what I think of. It's like, I'm so in my body that I can't help but be accepting of it because I have to do everything with it. And so often- Because it's like, it's a gift. Yeah. Like, it's like, Like no, I'm I'm like, I'm like, I'm picking up like logs and like straw bales and like hoisting them up right now. And generally the only times I'm in my body, like doing things is like when I'm at the gym, like what working out for like aesthetics, like- I'm not actually create. The only thing I'm creating is an is a body image, right? I'm not actually creating something which I like working out. I'm not saying anything against it, but like I'm not creating anything when I'm like pushing a piece of metal back and forth. Mm-hmm. And I just being in that space of like using my body and watching other everyone else use their body, it was like I never had a moment of being like, oh, this looks like this or that looks like that. And neither did anyone. It's like the consciousness was gone because we were just like existing in our forms, making something with our bodies together. And that was like, it's like it just reminded me, like, if you can just like do something, if you can like swim in the ocean or garden in your backyard, you know, or repaint a wall of your house. Like if you can do anything with your body, it, it kind of helps you get back into it and remind yourself what a part of it you are it's not something that's apart from you that you're looking at in a mirror oh absolutely no that's beautiful yeah and I was like I felt like at the end of it I could actually move my body again like I could feel like it wasn't apart from me yeah it's like usually the time we're sitting I'm driving in my car I know I'm sitting on my computer always yeah even going to the backyard and like watering the grass I'm like oh Mm -hmm this is nice and your eyes are just like always staring at this weird light yeah and a screen and yeah we're killing ourselves (laughs) we're killing ourselves (laughs) escape from the city 
escape from the social media, flee it. But even like my, that was my thing is I'm like, I was looking at Evan the other day and I was like, I feel like I, like I'm like, I was frustrated. Mm. You know, I've been going through some grief lately mm. and I'm like, and I was feeling, I'm like, I want to get the fuck out of here. The grind, the, 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 the no, no greenery, the energy. I want to get the fuck out of here. And like, you know, and it was a little bit like, well, this is where work where is. Are. And I don't know. And I was just like, yeah, <laughs> just drop it all. He's like, just, we can't, it's yeah. just not. And, and I came to realize that I have not allowed myself to also see the opportunities that are right in front of me instead. Because it's easier. Exactly. It's way exactly. easier. I mean, it's you know, way it's, like, it's way easier to be a, go be a monk in a monastery and flee the material world than make balance within the material world well, that you're exactly. in the middle of. And I'm, and I'm just like, oh, I'm literally like here just living in a cave every single day and like not interacting right. with people. And I'm like, my answer is to move to a different state immediately and like restart everything. And I tend to do that. I run. Oh, me too. But I'm a big runner. And so I'm like, you know what? Like, let's just sell everything in the house and get a new apartment. Right. Like, yeah. And so I'm like, oh my God, like there's opportunities right in front of me. And like one of them could be like, I haven't seen this friend from high school in so many years. And like, yeah. I'm going to contact her and meet up at a park with our kids. Yeah. And all of a sudden I'm outside at a park. Yeah. Watching our children have so much fun together oh, and yeah. have my feet in the, in the, in the, um, in the grass yeah. and we're moving around with the kids and I feel the wind and I'm like, Oh, I can breathe again. Oh my God. And I'm not, and when I'm in there and all of a sudden it was like, I'm running around with the kids and watching them play and connecting with her after so long and feeling my feet and feeling the wind and not being stuck in my fucking head. Mm -hmm. And like, I'm like, I'm not even thinking, like I'm just there. And I haven't been good at that. I've been really bad at it. And I'm like, it's time for me to stop running and trying to like, you know, make these big things. And I'm like, okay, I can't do those. Maybe one day I can, sure. and we can slowly plan for that. But like right now, what can I do today? Yeah. And what it's not is just turning on another episode of another show and, you know, in my bed. And, you know, if, and, it, and here's my thing. And I'm not trying to knock. Sometimes you need that. Sure. Sometimes you need, I've now been there for too long that it's really unhealthy and it's been really bad for my literal physical pain in my body oh, to yeah. my mental state. And I'm like, all right, bitch, it's time for you to like, it, you gotta, you gotta do something now. I think also you've grieved, you've done your thing. You've got all this. You gotta just be. I think I was telling my sister on the phone. I also think <sighs> sometimes you don't know what you're missing until you got to get yourself into something else mm -hmm. because like having that, I, I knew that I needed like reprieve. My I was frazzled and fried, um, and I knew it was going to be healing to take some time away in nature and all that. But then I was able to look back and be like, "Oh my God, look at the comparison of like my peace here to like where I was like a week and a half ago, mm. and how like I couldn't sleep because I was so like you know whatever stressed um, out of your mind." So sometimes you don't know until you ha you do have to. I, I think you got to listen to your gut. You got to listen to your instinct. Even if you're like, I can't do that. Like, or I won't like that. I don't want to take a Zumba class down the street. That's going to be stupid. I don't know if you have the idea. Just like fucking do it. Do it. Just try it. The small thing, you know, like, I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> You gotta go to your wedding activities. We gotta go. Oh my gosh, yes, I have to go. Well, um, 
I'm about to go move my body around some. Yes, yeah. um, you're gonna go shuffle. from family. You're gonna shuffle your body around your about, around your family. I'm about and you're to gonna dance. I'm gonna dance. Too. I'm gonna dance. I'm gonna move. I'm gonna get the tits out. Yeah, you know, I got a very deep dress. It might be, you know, I'm yes. probably, I might have to reconsider because I haven't tried it on, and it it's might white. not be wedding appropriate. <laughs> it's so, white lace. <laughs> to be determined. It's a very deep cut white lace dress. Tits out, ass out. Assless white chaps. <laughs> Damn, that's a wedding move. Thank you. You can wear it to my wedding. Okay, I will. Maybe. <laughs> I'll have to approve. We don't want you to steal the show. Don't like on worry. My birthday. I'll check with you first. <laughs> like on my birthday. We don't need everyone in the comment section on Instagram be saying, what a great ass Jess has at my wedding with my wedding photos, okay? Okay. <laughs> Which, by the way, did you, I, I almost commented, but when we posted, when we did our engagement episode, people under the room, oh, what a great reaction Jess had. <laughs> I'm done with you fools. I'm done. It's my engagement. I'm done. <laughs> Just kidding, Brods. Love you guys. Love you too, Jess. Bye, Brods. Jess. <laughs>